Welcome to the Founder Scale Sales Leadership Podcast, where we help business founders and sales leaders understand and overcome the challenges of building high-performing sales teams. Welcome to the Founder Scale Sales Leadership Podcast. My name is Josh Sweeney. And I'm Taylor Barnes. All right, Taylor. Last week, we talked about sales roles, SDRs, BDRs, lead qual people, you know, all the differences in those people. And there's lots of differences in, in all of those people, you know, on the human side, too. What motivates them, uh, how to invest in them. And, and we also talked a little bit about investing time in them during sales training when we bring those different types of roles on board. And I think that's a that's a great segue of sales training, uh, which leads into this week's topic. Yeah. And I'll tell you, this is where I get really passionate. So I'm going to apologize ahead of time (laughs) if I get a little excited. And sometimes I have this angry listening face. So if I do this, I'm still very excited. So forgive me if if cosmetically I look a little fired up. So yeah, I mean, when you when you talk about the non company human investment, there's so many things that that come to mind. But one of the things that is extremely evident out there is that 70%, according to Gartner and a couple other big research business analytic firms out there, massive amounts of people are unsatisfied at their jobs. And those people are high performers in some cases, guys that are guys and girls that are making plenty of money. So it's not about the money. They have flexible work schedules, so it's not about the work schedules, but they're still – the word that they like to use is disengaged, but generally speaking, unsatisfied. So some of the things that I'd like to talk about today, Josh, are what can a company do with an individual without considering it a company-like thing, a company event, a company investment, what are some ways that companies can also invest in their humans outside of the ways that they invest in, hey, training's gonna be this day and software tools are gonna be this day, here's your Outlook account, not those investments. I'm talking about the non-work investments. That's what I wanna talk about today. Got it. And I think this original, the, the thought from this goes back to maybe the first day we met, I think. Yeah. Uh, you were on the Epic Company Culture podcast. That's right. Uh, That's the other right. one that I had. And, you know, you were talking about, we were sharing, uh, I think, morning regimens, right? So I do, the, right. I do the Wake Up Warrior and you do some other ones. Um, you'll have to share what it is. And you said, oh, well, you know, when you wake up, you work out, you check in, you list your goals, you know, you drink a, a protein shake, yeah. you meditate. Like there's all these things that are in like the Wake Up Warrior or any of these different programs. And you were like, oh, well, I do that with my sales team and they yeah. can opt into this program. And I was like, that is genius. Right. Yeah. And that's really what we're talking about today is like that human investment. And I called it extracurricular. Like it's something Something else they opt into that is yeah. above and beyond what the company's doing. So let's start off there. I mean, it, are you still doing that program? Tell us about that program, how it worked, yeah, you know, how, a- how you're really opting into above and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is something that I that I do with, you know, friends, colleagues, you know, some of our business partners. I do this with our employees. And, and it's just that it is an opt-in. Because if we're being realistic, we as leaders cannot force our employees to really do anything to maybe get their, you know, 
physical, emotional, spiritual lives in order that they're not willing to do themselves. So just practically speaking, this does need to be an opt-in um, outside of, you know, what you do for corporate training. So, so what do I do? Uh, I, I create what's called the EMRP. EMRP. That's exercise, meditate, read, pray. And basically it's this, it's this program that I've, that I've given out to folks. And it's, and it's a template that says, how many minutes a day are you willing to give yourself? And I mean yourself. And so if I were just, you know, somebody that offered that, if I was just somebody that said, here, let's go work out, let's do this and that. But if I'm, if I'm a leader, leader in an organization and, and I'm offering this kind of gift or this kind of uh, I don't know, opt-in program to, to somebody that works for us, there is something that goes in the mind of, of the individual that's unlike anything that you've seen before. And the only reason I know that is because I've seen this with real life experience when they look at you and they say, okay, well, how many minutes should my minutes be? Like, no, 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 no. Not it's about opt that. In. Yeah. Well, what, what time exactly do I need to call you in the morning? And I'm like, no, no, it's not about that. You know what I mean? Let's just relax. This is about you. And this is about investing in you. Now, I, I will say, selfishly speaking, the organization gets a better human being. They get a better version of the human being. So, yes, it is absolutely worth it for the organization to make this investment because the output that we're going to get from our employees from a day-to-day point of view tends to be better when they are generally healthier and whatnot. So kind of getting back to it, my routine is, you know, you pick a number of minutes and then a percentage of those minutes get dedicated to the EMRP. If I pick 90 minutes, 45 minutes of that is meditation, 20 minutes, I'm sorry, 45 minutes of that is exercise, 20 minutes is meditation, 20 minutes is reading, and 10 minutes is prayer. And, you know, prayer can be a lot, obviously a tough subject in some cases. So maybe you, you, you call that something else. It doesn't need to be praying to a higher power. It could be praying to the, to the universe, to the world, right. whatever they pray to, you know what I mean? Uh, but, but this, this is a really, really great thing to do because again, it shows that you care. It shows that you are interested in sustaining them, not just at your organization, but sustaining them as individuals. And you want them to be healthier across the board. Yeah. So have you seen any, I mean, obviously you're starting this with new employees and offering this, maybe some opt in a year in or whatever it might've been. I mean, have you seen any turnarounds where like somebody was just fundamentally better because they were doing this or a light bulb went off or, you know, what were some of the effects? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to put exercise out of this because, you know, I'm sure there are some, some physical differences between, you know, how you're doing it. Uh, But, but really when it comes down to things like focus, organization, memory, diligence, ability to to multitask and juggle different projects, the the things around organ, and I'll use project management for as an example, because that's a very common thing that a lot of organizations have, you know, the ability to be able to be focused in tune with the situation and have loads and loads of organizational things go on in your life, that is huge if you've got, you know, an optimal human being, you know, doing those things for your organization. So in that regard, when we instilled that EMRP routine for a handful of our project managers, I absolutely saw performance increases in terms of getting projects done on time better budgets, better communication, better documentation. So yes, the answer is absolutely 
I saw immediate, well, not immediate. I saw results within weeks yeah. for for project managers, for sales making more outbound, you know, visits, calls, travels, just better behavior, better better motivation. So yes, absolutely we did. So one thing that comes to mind for that that I'd love to hear is, you know, for me, when we hire people, it doesn't matter if it's a sales role or any other role, um, if they are one, highly passionate about the topic during the interview, mm-hmm. and two, would also do this at home in their free time, even if they didn't work for you, work for yeah. you, you know, then they usually end up being really good at their job. We just see some correlations there for obvious reasons. Yeah. Like, um, I know we've hired developers where, you know, they go home and work on projects on the weekend that help us. Uh, It may be directly related to their job or it may just be they're continuously educating themselves. So it obviously helps us, too, with new technology and ways of doing things. Those are amazing people. So, you know, we're looking at that. And then on the flip side with your program, is there a correlation from people who pass and people who join in? So, for example, if you offer this to all of your salespeople, you just hypothetically you hired 10 right now and offered it of the ones who agree to do it and of the ones who pass. I would suspect the ones who agree to do it are your end up being your high performers anyway. Am I yeah, wrong? You, no, no, you're not okay. wrong. You're correct. Uh, you're you're very correct, and and the ones that don't opt in um, are you know the, the the same ones that have a tough time with any sort of change whatsoever. Uh, you know, tends to be you know some of the older generation that doesn't want any help in their sales, kind of like what we talked about last week. Doesn't want a team with any SDRs or any like that, um, just because change is very very challenging for them. But you, but you're exactly right. For the most part, the individuals that get involved in this kind of a non work environment, non-work program, uh, it, 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 it bolsters the culture of the organization because it's one thing for us as leaders and managers and executives to say, yes, people are our most important asset. Well, this is a way to take action on that statement. So if you're one of the many organizations that say that people are your most important asset, good for you. This is a great way to, to use that statement properly by creating something like this that gives all your individuals, you know, an opt-in program to help them outside of the office. Yeah, I love I love the statement around, you know, if people are your most important asset, you know, what else are you doing? That's so, right. And this, is, and this is a challenge. I, I, want everybody li- <laughs> right. this is, I want everybody listen to hear this challenge. I hope I hope they're hearing it. So I'm going to share a different one, a, a different thing that I heard actually from a friend of mine that they do. And then I'd love to hear if there's any other, you know, extracurricular opt in programs that you've seen work. So one of my favorite shows is Billions. And okay. I don't know if you've watched it, um, but they have this lady, Wendy. Rhodes, who's in there, and she's kind of like this therapist psychologist that helps keep everybody, you know, pumped and going in the right direction, right? And everything she shares is confidential. And love the concept, would love to have somebody like that on the team. But a friend of mine actually has a chaplain. So they have a chaplain um, that they go to. And he kind of like what you said with the prayer thing. He's like, it's not religious. It's just somebody Mm -hmm. that, you know, is held in high regard and and will keep your confidential confidential. Right. And he makes that person, he that person, that chaplain is available to anybody on his staff. So anytime they're having any struggle, he will ask them to go to this chaplain. Wow. 
their job is to listen and to help. And, you know, I know he's shared before. He's like, I don't ask. I don't tell. You know, I don't even want to know what you talk to this chaplain about. And he shared this, you know, on, I think, one of our YouTube series that we did a while back. And um, I thought that was awesome. It's That's like this, this other resource because people have lots of different challenges that affect them outside. And um, I know they even push them to that, right? So if somebody's having a challenge, it's like, well, have you seen the chaplain in the last month or yeah. two? And somebody's like, no. Yeah. Well, you know, I suggest you use that resource. What a tremendous idea. Uh, and, not, and not to mention, you know, because usually, you know, the, the, the person that you go to if you have an issue or, or a problem is, is, is human resources. Right. <laughs> and the last time that I checked, human resources works for the brand. Right. So, <laughs> so that's one of those where, um, you know, they've obviously got, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to any any HR folks, but their job is to protect the organization as well right. as the humans. Um, so in this regard, and, and, and that 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 is a tremendous addition to that organization. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I thought it was definitely unique and, and very cool. Um, so what else have you either implemented or heard of where you know some extra opt in just you know was a game changer or helped yeah. out in another way? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of this comes down to, to creativity and, and being open to suggestions. So, you know, the, the, the fact is that we've got a lot we've got a lot of younger folks, you know, the millennial generation that work for us now. Well, well, their interests might be different than a lot of ours in, in my generation and yours and your generation. So what's really important is that, you know, if exercise and then, you know, all these personal development skills and hacks, maybe that's one thing that we can do together. But, you know, some other some other things that you can do together are kind of your traditional. So that could be any sort of, you know, contests related or, you know, um, gosh, any sort of even small masterminds around, um, you know, I, 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 and I don't mean to be kind of left speechless here because there's so many possibilities, right. uh, you know, but I would, I would just say that it doesn't absolutely need to be something that's generated by, by uh, a management or a leadership, but it just needs to be enforced and offered and monitored and pushed and driven by management. So, you know, many times what, what I'll have is someone come to me and say, they'll say, Taylor, I got this great idea. What if we did a weight loss contest for anybody that's over 40 years old, uh, that wants to do a percentage of body weight down? And I will say, that's great. What are you going to do? How are you going to get the message out there? And like many, they go, well, I don't know. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Know? Like, so, so, so from a leadership point of view and a management point of view, you know, I'd love to help. I'd love to help get that message out, help recruit people into that opt-in program. So I'll work with our marketing team and I will put yeah. together something around that regard with a specific start date and end date. So they know exactly what they're getting themselves into. You know, we'll have a date at the end of the term where everybody gets together and maybe we'll, I don't know, in that example, maybe they do a cheers of wheatgrass or something like that or whatever it is. And then at the end of it, then the winner will get something that corporate will sponsor, such as a $100 gift card to Lululemon or what have you. Um, This is a very small financial investment for a very big morale impact. And these are the things that that I think are, are so, so important to do. But, you know, I would just, I, I would like, you know, everybody that's listening, I'm sure have got different ideas. They have outbound, 
um, you know, uh, events where they're going to dinner, they're hiking around and they're doing, uh, uh, the one that I hear about a lot lately is, um, the panic rooms, getting out of the panic rooms or, right. uh, like whatever. the fun events. Yeah. yeah the fun yeah, events. Yeah. yeah. And don't get me wrong. Those are great. But when you start taking those team building events into something that's really going to benefit them at the human level, really going to help their personal development, things like their confidence, things like their, um, again, like, you know, the way, like the neurological things that go on around, you know, being able to, to stay mentally tough when they lose a deal, when they win a deal, all those things that you do, uh, outside of work relating to something like the EMRP that I, that I offer, I honestly feel that, that it, it doesn't just, it doesn't just give you a better human being at the end of the day, which is a selfish organizational thing for us. We know that we're going to get an upgrade because that human is going to be happier, more productive and whatnot. And that's what's in it for us. Uh, but on the other side, you're really helping them, him or her become much better as a human being, because I've said this a million times, Josh, you cannot expect things at home to be great if things at work are not great right. and vice versa. There's no work-life balance, it's an integration. So if you're gonna be able to invest in someone at the human level, well, you're gonna help both of those things. And that's really what we try to do when we, when we talk about human investing and the extracurriculars <laughs> as you talk about. This is really where we focus heavy in. Yeah, so let's um, let's pop over to a different subject, kind of same area. But what about leading by example? You know, mm. I know that in my life, if I want something to change, I have to start first. Oh yeah. You know, there's a lot of different a lot of different examples where if you do it first, everybody else ca- you know jumps on board. Oh, so yeah. you're obviously leading by example with your program. Mm. Uh, are there any other areas where you've seen leading by example? You know, you started eating healthier and other people on the team did it or you started running more and doing off road courses and, and other people started doing it. Yeah, I would say, Josh, that that is that's kind of like in my mind, a, a one on one. That's that's got to be it. You know, it is it cannot be do as I say, not as I do in any leadership role whatsoever. So I do agree, it is very important. If you're gonna have a program at work that says, hey, sign up here if you wanna get involved in a one month something to do this or a two month something to do that, and you do not have a leadership management or executive sponsor involved in that, then it's going to fail. And I mean that respectfully, but it is going to fail. If that's a committee, if that's a social committee member or what have you, there's got to be some sort of leadership involved that not only monitors and drives it and pushes it, but that does it, that takes action on it, that tries to push the comp if there's competition involved that 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 you know injects emotion and injects competition in, into whatever yeah. you're going to do it has to be done so that and that look i've seen i've seen in my experience a lot of these fail and josh that's exactly how they fail is a great idea a great marketing campaign this amazing idea this big company event and then no leaders are there right that isn't to say that it will always fail because many times they're going to be fine without the leaders and all that. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't fail all the time, but it definitely loses some luster when you have a 
It's not a corporate-sponsored event because, as you know, this is non-corporate stuff. But it is something that leadership is giving and offering and opting for, for, for their employees to get involved in. If they're not involved in that, that's that's not going to work. So yeah. for everybody listening out there, that's really, really important. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of ways that you can piggyback without it being corporate sponsored, right, with your opt in. So like I'm in the entrepreneur organization and they yeah. have this thing that they launched called My EO. Yep. And basically it's, you know, the, the organization puts on a number of events, a number of educational sessions. But if you have some subtopic you're interested in, like I'm in the whiskey and bourbon group. Mm -hmm. And so we have our own events. We have these little add-on events. And I notice in many organizations, a lot of people are coalescing around different things, right? Runners find other runners, people who work out, you know, find other people who work out. So right. I think some of that is, you know, can be in the vein of taking your sales team, taking your sales people and saying, well, what else do we want to help support? That's Right. That, you know, that'll help them be a better person, show up to work better. And, um, you know, maybe I don't have to show up. You know, maybe the, yeah. the leader doesn't have to show up in that case because they already love doing that. They already love yeah. hiking. They already love, you know, being together. Yeah. Um, yeah I think and it's it, good if a manager likes doing those things because then they have time to build offsite camaraderie and other things like that. But I think there's a lot of a lot of other opt in type of options that can really build a high-performing sales team. No doubt. And if you really want to shock and awe your employees, have a good look at what they're into without them telling you. Just understand what they're really into, what they like. If you see a group of them going out, like you said, running, if you see a group of them coalescing, doing something else, and you take notice of that, and then you surprise them one day with a, hey, we're going to put together something like this, and it's going to be non-work related and something that you're really into, you are going to blow their mind. <laughs> and that will mean so much to them emotionally about who they are working for and working with. And it will help them really identify with the company, not just as someone that works for the company. Yeah, definitely. Well, I enjoyed talking about the human investment and the opt-in programs that you've had. Uh, you want to tell everybody what we're talking about next week? Absolutely. So next week, specific to sales career paths. You know, it's one thing to say, I'm going to start here and then I'm going to uh, end up there. How many times have you heard managers that said, man, I can't believe I'm managing right now because all I wanted to do was sell. How did I end up here? So what we're going to do is talk about how to establish the correct career path for the type of individual um, or just let the individual do what he or she wants to do. And I've got some great stories on that one. All right. Well, we look forward to presenting that topic next week. Thanks. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Founder Scale Sales Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed this content, please subscribe and give us five stars on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform.